Hello, friends. I am Lynn McLaughlin. And I'm Karen Iverson Riggers. And this is Real, real by <laughs> Let's get real. Real emotions, real experiences. Join us to explore authenticity and how to get real with yourself and others. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Real Vibes Only. I am here. This is Karen. I am here with my person, Lynn, and we are here with another episode talking about real emotions, real life, real experiences. So if you're ready to get real, tune in because here we are. (laughs) So, um... Just in the last like week, right? Um, the our kind of national public health has declared that the pandemic is no longer a public health emergency, that COVID is no longer right a public health emergency, and so that's you know causing ripple impacts in funding and causing ripple impacts in um, some accessibility to care, but but it is a to me, it is one of those like landmark moments in this experience of living in and through a pandemic. And I've had a lot of conversations like lately, but also this whole time about how this experience has affected all of us. It has affected all of us. And wherever you land, right? on the spectrum that, you know, things became very divisive around talking about COVID and all of the public health measures that were put into place, wherever you land, however you reacted to living in a pandemic, it affected all of us and continues to affect us today. And I think in these conversations that I've been having, folks have said, like, it took me a little while. It took me a little while to be like, whoa, this is like a, an after effect of this experience that we've had that we name as collective trauma. This was a collective trauma that we experienced. And so we all are carrying something with us from that. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today right? Like how did this impact our ability to connect with ourselves? How did this ability, how did this affect our ability to connect with other people? How did this affect and how does it continue to affect how we're making choices about how we live our lives? So that's what we're talking about today and unpacking. So I guess my first kind of question to lead us into this dialogue is for us to both share from our personal experiences. So Lynn, when you think about the question of how has this affected you and what's lingering for you, what comes to mind? It has been such a, there have been positives and negatives when you were sharing um, connection to self and others, my connection to myself is much, much stronger than I think it's ever been. Um, The opportunity to slow down and really spend time with me, I've 
the way that my life played out during the pandemic, there was an opportunity to do that. Um, I also, one of the, the things that I've been reflecting on a lot is my ability to connect with people has changed significantly. Um, and it feels awkward um, based on having time alone and just so much, so many different pieces, right? Whether it was protecting my health or protecting the health of my loved ones or, um, you know, just choosing to be at home more, um, just looking at that connection piece really, really, um, it surprises me a lot and trying to figure out, you know, what connections did I have previously that are no longer there that I want to intentionally reconnect with, um, what does that look like? I feel awkward. Let's just say that. I feel awkward. Um, and I'm a person that connects pretty easily from the perspective of, you know, in passing, I'm I'm a good connector in letting people know that I see them and I hear them. And um, but it's interesting. It's just, it's it's really awkward. And you know, my desire to be out in community, I have like time limits on it. It's, it's just, it's very interesting and trying to figure out what I want that to look like moving forward. Like, uh, I think I have come to the conclusion that I'm an ambivert. I definitely need time alone. And extrovert from the perspective of I love people. I don't know that I've ever loved being in crowds. That's just not my, that has never been my game. Um, I remember going to concerts when Emma was little and I would sit through them, but it was really uncomfortable for me. Uh, but I love people and I love hearing stories. Uh, so finding opportunities to connect and practicing connection again, you know, um, I have the opportunity to connect with a lot of different people, um, but really practicing so much of it is tied to our work. And is there a personal and professional? I don't know if there is anymore. And what does that look like? And so, yeah, just so many different pieces and recognizing um navigated a lot of change during COVID as well with my daughter um, going to college, coming home from college, being home from college, going back to college, graduating college, moving um, halfway across the country. Um, all of those pieces come into play as well. So I think we're all just holding a lot. And when we can recognize like I said, the word that keeps coming to mind is awkward. Um, and I'm going to embrace my awkwardness and say, you know what, I'm figuring this out again. And that's okay. That's that learning and practicing in a new world. 
um, and it very much feels like a new world. Um, yeah, there was so much fear and divisiveness and so much happening in the world today that continues to feel that way that I want to find those spaces where I can prove it wrong and really have that heart-centered connection with people again. That was a lot. <laughs> mm, thank you for all of that. But <laughs> but I think it captures like it captures what a lot of us are feeling. Like it's a lot. When we like sit back, reflect on how it's changed us forever, right? It has fundamentally changed us. And when I think about, for me, some of the impact, um, like one of the fundamental changes, which is really like, um, it, it, it feels so foreign. That's the only way I can describe it is if I were to describe myself, I would say I'm a total extrovert. I am a total extrovert. I would be like totally comfortable being up in front of an auditorium of people, like no problem, like teaching a class in front of people, no problem, being in big groups of people, like at special events, no problem. And that has changed. That has totally shifted for me. And now, you know, we're in front of folks all the time teaching classes and I get straight nervous, like scared. When a, a community event that happened, I had a total panic attack and I couldn't go. So this event, I was really looking forward to and seeing all of these people that I hadn't seen in, you know, forever to really connect with them face to face. And I find myself like when I get a choice, when I like I have an open time in my schedule, I would much rather do something by myself than with other people. And that's not just like that's not normal for me. Like whenever <laughs> I mean it used to be whenever I got like I got a free, like what you know, free time, right? We call it mom time off in our house. And I got mom time off in my house. It was like, I was texting all my friends, like, who wants to get together, right? So there's that whole dynamic. The other whole dynamic is I've always been like, I've always been kind of like the instigator, like the party planner, the one who like puts puts groups together. And I find that I have less energy for that. And I find that I'm frust I feel frustrated because I don't feel like other people in my network are doing that yeah. anymore, yeah. Okay. right? Yeah. Like family dinners we used to have with other families or like little parties or even like play date kind of things are just not happening. And I have like theories on why this is like, you know, part of it is drawing from my own experience, how things shifted for me and that I'm so much less comfortable like with other people, I think part of it is um, I can say among like the cohort of folks that I'm connected with, like COVID forced us to slow down and not be in the like busy hamster wheel of doing all the things. And we found that we really liked that. And now it's really hard to return to anything, everything. Right. And we don't want to pack our schedules. Right. So I think there's some of that going on. 
and I don't, I don't know what else. Right. And so, um, it's a very weird feeling like lots of things have returned to quote unquote normal in my life. And there's lots that hasn't. And so there's grief that comes with that, right? Whether that's myself, like grief around feeling this kind of lost part of myself, feeling foreign, right? And then there's grief that comes from like the loss of a lot of the things that I used to really enjoy. So, and so often when this dialogue comes up and when I'm talking about it really deeply with folks, the naming of that grief mm. is something that I don't, I don't think we're doing. Like, I don't think we're doing this in community to just name all of the grief that we are holding and carrying. So Lynn, like when you think about this and this, like all of this unprocessed grief that's, that we're holding, what, what comes to mind or what thoughts come to you? One of the, as, as you were describing it, yeah, I'm grieving grieving my connectedness with people. Um, and it's interesting because in my mind, I'm saying I am less connected to others, but more connected to me. And that, that piece I want to celebrate, but it's kind of like that. I'm grateful for that. And it's also, what is it called? I can't think of the name of it where the balls go back and forth and the ball hits and the other ball goes way up. And then that ball comes down and hits and the other ball goes way up. And it kind of feels like that. Like I've gone from being super connected to others to being super connected to me. And now I'm trying to get back in the middle and, and what does that look like and how do I want it to look? And there's definitely grief there. Um, and a lot of choice. And sometimes that feels overwhelming. Like I can create what I want it to look like. And yeah, that, that feels overwhelming. The grief piece. I totally recognize that a lot of people have that. I don't know that I have it as much because I'm a very open griever <laughs> um, or present moment griever. That's one of the gifts I got from COVID when I felt it. And the reflection piece, I think spending more time in reflection would do me, do me well to really honor and really sit with and even if I can't name what the loss is, to allow myself to feel the loss and have time with it and say, I see you and I feel you um, so that it doesn't get stuck. 
is the best way I can say it because I know um, I know what that what that can do. And it's interesting too, thinking about different facets of my life and pieces that work and pieces that don't work. And um, yeah, I'm just kind of playing all kinds of different tapes in my head, like what is my routine and how has that changed and how much time do I spend out of the house and in the house and how different is that from before and um like I said, there's there's pieces I want to acknowledge and celebrate and pieces that there is definitely grief attached to. And I think you brought up a good word around all of this, which is overwhelm, mm-hmm. which to name that a lot of folks were feeling overwhelmed before COVID, like that is very real. And now... I think of how often in the context of conversation, like that comes up for people and whether they're talking about the overwhelm of what it feels like to walk in the world today, where, you know, you're opening the news, um, to a lot of, a lot of violence Mm -hmm. where you are in, you know, a lot of folks expressing, you know, not always feeling safe with other humans because of how divisive things are or whether that overwhelm is, you know, trying to navigate Lynn, what you were talking about, which is like, wow, now I like the gift of COVID was that I feel like I have choice and I would like echo that too. Like that is one of the things that I pull from that experience was like, whoa, there could be a totally different way. Like that seemed impossible. Like, wow. Right. Oh my gosh. But that's overwhelming. It can be (laughs) overwhelming. Right. With when it's that kind of choice and overwhelmed about how I feel about it and how I think other folks are going to feel, you know, like, so that overwhelm I think is very real, is very real. The other piece that I was feeling when you said overwhelm and when I think grief, when I think depression, when I think anxiety is what emotions are underneath there. And when I was talking about there's things I want to celebrate, have I taken the time to celebrate it? You know, I was thinking about that umbrella that we talk about so often that as you were talking overwhelm, I'm like, okay, what's under the umbrella? And recognizing that Grief isn't always just sadness, like it's not, I need to go and grieve. And I'm feeling that within me right now, like, what is the piece that I can pull out around fear? What is the piece that I can pull out around anger? What is the piece I can pull out around joy? What is the piece that I can pull out around sadness? And I'm actually like in my mind, I'm getting a visual diagram of how I do this. And like, because anytime there's an umbrella feeling or an umbrella place that I am, it's usually because the emotions are pretty crowded and there's a whole bunch underneath there. And I think that is, I think that's why we're seeing violence and rage 
those are like umbrellas for all the stuff that's underneath. Um, and yeah, I think that's, there's my answer. It's not like writing down grief. It's like being really specific about what emotions are there. You know, I have incredible joy that I had a lot of time with my daughter, which created a trusting, loving, deepened relationship. And that's not grief, that's joy. But I think it all gets mixed in when I think of grief. I think, okay, what am I supposed to be sad about? And I think it's so much more than that. It's complicated. And that slowing down piece where we, we can really pull out each of those emotions. So that's like, that's on my to-do list now. Not to-do list, but my, I want to understand me even more and honor that. Um, that was amazing because like the last question that I had in my mind, like my mind to talk about today was like, okay, what do we do with all of this? <laughs> and you were like, mm, boom, let me tell you. <laughs> this is what I'm going to do with this. <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> but the, the, I love the um, slowing down and pausing long enough to sit with it. Because I think. I think about some of the pace of life, the way that's returned and that they're like, that's not, it's not like built in and it's not like folks are just handing that to you. Like, Hey, why don't you just like sit down for a minute and, and like hold some space for what you're feeling and how you beautifully lift it up that there's often these umbrellas and that there's often these, like, we're feeling overwhelmed, we're feeling depression, we're feeling anxiety. And when we have when we sit down long enough to, like, capture what's underneath, it could be a whole myriad of things. And for me, it's often, like, unexpected things that are underneath all of that. So, you know, if I were to, like, answer my own question, like, I was like, oh, yeah, Lynn got that already. <laughs> that I was going to say, right? The other thing that I would say is, is that I really believe that healing happens in relationships. And I would, I don't know what this looks like. I don't know, like, I don't know, but I've had this dialogue with a couple people and now I'm like, we, we need, like, we need to like do this in community which is like a community grief a community grief circle or maybe it's a mural or maybe it's like a word project like where we all write on sticky notes right like what the grief we're holding or i i don't know i don't know what it looks like but i really feel this like call to saying how can we do this in community <clears throat> how can we do this in connection with one another and maybe it's also just as simple as having real conversations with the people with whom you're connected about how this experience has affected you and opening the door for vulnerability for others to enter that conversation too. And I because totally pictured the inside out graphic and yeah. sticky notes. 
Yeah. Like what from this experience brought up fear? What from yeah. this experience brought up joy? When, and yeah. to do that in communities so you know that the emotions you were feeling and processing were common. Yes. Were common and yes. normal. And yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's and what I'm, I'm seeing. Yes. All right. Well, hmm. stay tuned, folks. We've got some sort of community art installation happening. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. I and that's that funny. The one amazing. that feels the most uncomfortable when I think yeah. about doing this writing is fear. Yes, yes. That one because I don't want to be a fearful person. Right. I do not want to live my life in fear. And guess what, Lynn? You're human, so of course it's there. It's and there. how can you acknowledge it so that it doesn't consume you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay. be watching our calendar of events. <laughs> Apparently, we're, we're doing this now. We're doing this. <laughs> but I think I'm so glad. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad to have had this conversation with you today, Lynn and. And hope that same. this same. <laughs> so glad to have this conversation with you. And so hoping that this opens the door for all of you um, to think about how you can have this conversation with yourself. And maybe even more powerfully, how you can have this conversation with people in your lives. And yeah, stay tuned. Like, some sort of community art event coming soon around this. And if you have ideas, let us know, like, or would like to be involved. We'd love to have you connect with us. As always, you can check out our website, ebbandflowcooperative.com. Check out communitylivingroom.org, which is a listening space um, for you. Uh, we have some upcoming events in May and June, so check the calendar on communitylivingroom.org. And as always, we are here for the real vibes. We are here for you. We are so grateful that you have tuned in today and took a moment for yourself. So until next time, take good care, friends, and we will see you soon. <laughs>